enchanté. Welcome back, Tidy Whities, to another Two Tight Ends podcast. I am your co-host, Connor, and with me is finally the man himself, Neil. He's back. Heyo. What's going on, everybody? Good to be back. It's been a long time. I've been a fan of the show for two weeks. Felt weird. <laughs> First time, long time. <laughs> First time, long time. Um, I just want to shout out everybody who, uh, who guested, who helped us out in those two weeks. Uh, Brent. Ben and Con Varsity Connor in that first week. They had an awesome episode. If you haven't heard it, go back, check out the mock draft. And then last week with Connor filling in for me. I really appreciate it, guys. Going through a little bit of a tough time, but we're back. We're ready. And there's a lot of a lot of sports to talk about. And I cannot wait. Same Z's. Same Z's. All right. Well now I can wait. Uh we have to talk about this first. <laughs> we have to address what just came out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. No, man. Let's talk about some NBA, man. It's Let's. getting close to the end of the season. I think there's only four or five games left for yeah, most it's getting, teams. It's getting down to the wire right now. I'm excited. And somebody who's not excited, though, is LeBron freaking James. Oh, boy. <laughs> his, what His now? Lakers. Let's let's check the standings real quick. His Lakers Let's. have just slipped into the play-in tournament. Um, they are the number six seed right now. And he's not happy about it. The other a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but he came out and said that whoever came up with the play-in idea um, uh, should be fired. He said that about strong that. words. Which, not strong even a year ago. Words. Not even a year ago. Ago in the bubble when they tried out the play-in tournament for the first time, he uh, was a big fan of it. But maybe he was only a big fan because he didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and part of me also feels like, I don't know. My thing is, if you're if you're there, like, at the cusp of, like, the play-in tournament, wouldn't you be a fan of it more? Like, because you want to be in the playoffs, right? Well, I think, I think it's that he doesn't want to have to play any extra games. He's trying to get his team. He doesn't want the chance to get out, you know? He just doesn't even like it. He's I mean, trying to get healthy with his team. He doesn't want it anymore. I guess. But... But I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I do. So now, I, wait, remind me how the play-in tournament is. It is it the seventh seed plays the tenth seed? Is it still like that? That whole thing, and then the no, I think I think the seventh and eighth play each yes, other, and the ninth yes. and tenth play yeah. each other. Or? Yes, I believe it is that. And then they whoever wins that, then they move on. No, then they play. No. <laughs> did you see the clip uh they had charles barkley explaining it the other night. oh yeah he's like, these two losers play the, these the top two losers, losers. <laughs> yeah that just made me more confused about like, it these two teams are losers so then they play. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the seventh and tenth play and the eighth and ninth play and whoever wins out of those games go on to the playoffs okay okay is that how that works i don't know i, don't know. I that's the thing guys. i don't know but i think I've, i think you're right but yeah. what's uh I was I was what I was hoping for, which I guess there's still technically a chance. Um, is no, there's not. Never mind. There's not because well, <laughs> there might be. I don't know. The Warriors are only a game and a half ahead of the Spurs. But I was gonna say if we had like a Lakers Warriors game one play in tournament, that'd be pretty spicy. <laughs> that would be good. But yeah, let's let's talk about it, man. The the Lakers. Let's say 
they win the the playing tournament. Let's say they stay at seven, but they win the playing tournament, stay at seven. They're the seventh seed, right? They would be playing the Phoenix Suns right now in Phoenix, by the way. Ayo. Um, if it ended today. But the other thing is, Phoenix is only one game back of the Jazz. In fact, for about like a week there, they were the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're still trucking along. And right, keep in mind right that I there think at the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's still out, or he's out again, or something like that. With did you see Bogey last night? Oh, he went off. Forty-eight he went points, off. eight threes. First Jazz ever to have forty-five and eight. Yeah, more than forty-five. Well, and eight. It's and, crazy. And he was like the first player to have. Was was it was it more than forty-five points in a game since and Carmelo? eight threes? Oh, okay. Eight threes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was like since well, no, Carmelo uh, or something like that. Hasn't Donovan? Didn't Donovan score fifty? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. There was a whole, there was a whole thing about this. Yeah, but no, that was really that was really cool last night. Um, Clippers are still somehow number three. I mean, they're only one game above the Nuggets, but they, Kawhi's been out for a minute, and I think he's still out, and so they yeah. still chug along at three. Nuggets, even with Jamal Murray out, I mean, they've been playing pretty well without Jamal Murray. It's going to be interesting. I want to say this about the Nuggets real quick. They're 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 doing really well right now without Murray, but in the playoffs, the there's going to be a lot a bigger load <laughs> on um Michael Porter Jr. to score more. And I think that's that's going to be fine in some games, but I feel like it's not going to be fine in a lot of games, especially in the playoffs. Like I don't think he's He's I don't I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's at the point to be that number two or three scorer right now, consistently every night for the playoffs. Right, right. And so that's because the other night, like they were playing the Lakers, and Michael Porter could just not could not hit anything, and they lost that game, and it just it really showed their weakness without Murray right there. Because like I said, they were playing so well before but yeah man it's gonna be tough honestly the the whole like vibe i get from michael porter jr is he's the cockiest most inconsistent player i've ever seen like <laughs> he thinks he is the best on the floor at all times but he's so inconsistent mm-hmm. like I when know. he's well, on yeah, he's on he's pretty good yeah but when he is off he is way off yeah some some nights he's he's one of if not the best player on the floor yeah there are some nights where he is like that and then, yeah, there are some nights like the Lakers where he scores like four points, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I think um, I think one of the most interesting, though, is the Mavs at number five now and have clinched the division. I mean, I don't think, like, looking at, like, the, like previously when we've talked about them and just talked about the standings in general, did you see the Mavs at number five and clinching the division? No, they, they I mean, they started they off struggled. really bad. They've struggled yeah. so hard. I thought they I thought they were gonna be a play in tournament yeah. um this year. Which technically they still could be. Um uh, with a few It would games take a left. lot they're only, Yeah, they're only two games out. And they've been playing a lot better lately. Yeah. A lot better I feel lately. like it would take a lot for them to be a play in mm-hmm. team. Because that would also yeah. mean that Portland would have to like equally win along with the Lake you know what I mean? Like Yeah. All three of those teams. Like they've got they've got a bit of a buffer there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, speaking of Portland, yeah, they just beat the Lakers the other night to get to get sole possession of the sixth seed, so they don't have to do the playing tournament if it ended today. But yeah. they're only one game ahead. Um, man, the West is just jam packed. I can't wait. As per usual, Who, do you think the Jazz or the Suns are going to get number one seed? And do you think that home court advantage actually matters in the? Well, first of all, do you think the Jazz or the the Suns are going to get the first seed, Connor? 
I don't know. It's really tough because like the Jazz have still played well without some of their key players there. Like they've they've had the injury bug throughout the season. It happens, you know, things mm-hmm. player players go down or whatever. But um, I don't know, man. The Suns just look really good right now, mm-hmm. and they haven't been really dealing with injuries. So that's the hard yeah. thing. Is like I don't know if the Jazz keep this lead. I the the problem is I can't say definitively one or the other. I could see mm-hmm. either one taking that one that number one seed. I. I'm going to say the Jazz right now because I think they're the better overall team mm-hmm. when they have everyone healthy on the floor. But like you said, isn't Mitchell out for a minute? That's that's what I mean, yeah. So like, so, so that's that's the problem. That's that's why I say I could see it going either way. But if I guess if we're talking like in a perfect world, Jazz are number one. They're going to stay number one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, that's kind of a toss-up. Like I said, only one game separating them right now yeah. with – like five six games left i think the biggest thing actually is the difference in the away record as well because the jazz are 19 and 14 away and the mm -hmm. the suns are 22 and 10 so i guess it depends on schedule at that point so if the jazz have more away games this last little bit then i could see the suns i could see the suns taking the the number one seed Mm -hmm. well also if it's a tie i think the suns have the tiebreaker because they beat them i believe probably so yeah that's that's gonna be something to watch but my second part to that is what i was gonna ask you but i kind of want to explain myself first okay is that i was gonna ask like does it matter who's having home court advantage in these playoffs and let me explain so i'm talking about the jazz and the suns they're going to have to play a lakers a clippers i mean to a lesser extent but still the nuggets in Mm -hmm. the first or second round so it's like, yeah, they have home court advantage, which is great. It's going to help them, especially with fans coming back in stands and yeah. everything. But is it really going to help them that much <laughs> playing against a Lakers or Clippers? Like, it uh, kind of sucks for them. Yeah. But they I get mean, this great thing. I yeah. Know. I mean, I think I think it does to an extent. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, if, if you – Let's say the Jazz can drag it out to seven against the Lakers or something for whatever reason. I mean, not court, even not yeah. even saying that they'll necessarily go to seven just because the Lakers can't stay healthy. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be real. That's like, true. The Lakers have been struggling, obviously. So, like, yeah. the Anthony Lakers Davis are not the powerhouse. Out. Go ahead. Anthony Davis went, just went out the other game. I think. Okay, Schroeder's that's because courts aren't games. built big enough for Anthony Davis. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he was just backing up and ran into the score table. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway point is is that like if if they play the lakers and let's say the lakers battle and we see playoff lebron but the jazz stay in it too and it goes to seven games you're gonna want that home court advantage you're gonna want the comfortableness you're gonna want the fan backup like you're gonna want all that so i think it does make a difference but i mean is it like the is it the the thing that pushes them over the edge maybe not necessarily yeah and i i'm thinking that's mostly in the case of lebron like when you saw LeBron in the East, bro, did it even matter that he had home court? Like he didn't care. No. He didn't care about the standings. No. That's why I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter if he's yeah, okay, he's gonna play extra game. He's not happy about that. But it doesn't matter that he's a six seed. He's gonna go in there and probably win. So Yeah, playoff LeBron <laughs> just, is just, just a completely different animal. But yeah. we're also coming off of recent injury LeBron, which has not been a thing, really. He said it himself. He doesn't think he's ever gonna be a hundred percent again. In his career. After this. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, it was a pretty bad injury. I mean, it was. I mean, a high ankle sprain. You know about those more than anyone. Oh, yeah. They suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. So I mean, I I mean, I, I guess I kind of feel him. I mean, I'm sure like his 
he probably just does not feel the same on that angle and maybe maybe that'll change next season maybe he'll he'll mm-hmm. be saying something different after some rest but like i don't i don't blame him for yeah. not feeling That's confident on it yeah not feeling confident for that team right now can yeah. they stay healthy i was kind of thinking like a week or two ish ago i was like oh everyone's gonna get healthy at the same time lakers will be fine right before playoffs they'll take the first round to get to yeah. get in a rhythm and yeah. then they'll be fine um i'm not too sure about that right now yeah and they just, just gone down getting little injuries <laughs> yeah they just keep getting little injuries and stuff I don't yeah know. it's um, it is pretty interesting too but just with how much we've talked up the lakers this season because they i mean they're so loaded they are they're stacked but it doesn't help when your your loaded players are the ones getting injured in lebron and ad and and yeah. uh even Drummond even got injured Drummond. his first his first night yeah, yeah the first three minutes under Drummond got injured <laughs> like ridiculous Mm-hmm. And Schroeder, Schroeder's big for them. He's yeah. he's injured right now, like I said. But yep. let's talk about the East real quick, man. Uh, I kind of want to talk about. Uh, I think the East has the most surprise potential in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about who you think no, like people don't want to see, and I mean in like the lower seats, not the Nets, not the 76ers, who that people don't want to see in the playoffs. I want to shout out the Knicks right now, bro. I think I'm not saying they will win, but I don't think anybody wants to play them right now. They're they they're a dark that... horse, they're, and like they're a dark horse in the four C, which is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. well, if you're the four C, like obviously you've earned that spot. But like, the Knicks were just so sneaky all season, and then all of a sudden everyone's like talking about them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the like they are just a classic Tom Thibodeau team. Yeah, he. He, they're going to be tough defensively. Julius Randle is a star now, and it's going to—they're just going to grit and grind it out. And yeah, it's going to be a tough I mean, out. They're it's, going to be a tough it's interesting out every too because like Julius Randle is a star now, but also that team is just so like very built around him. But they just complement each other yeah. so well. Like even, yeah. I mean, RJ Barrett was a first-round draft pick, and he's not really getting like mentioned a lot, but he's playing solid for them right now. Number two pick. Yeah, number two pick, exactly. Number two pick, yeah. No, yeah, he kind of had a little bit. He was good, real rocky start, up and down. True. And then this season, even he was, it wasn't great in the beginning, but yeah, he's been coming on lately. He's been really giving them some good stuff. Same with Derrick Rose, man. He yeah. was shooting like fifty percent this last week from three. Yeah. Like since when does Derrick Rose shoot a good percentage from three? Since he tears both his ACLs. <laughs> and then he has to, he, it forces him to shoot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what season is this for Thibodeau in New York? first that's what i thought yeah i mean so you see right there like the difference a coach can make on a team it's crazy it's crazy when you get the Wait, right coach. it might be a second okay still. even still okay got first yeah. if, even if it's a second it's first year to kind of get into a rhythm and then like mm-hmm. find that stride you know like get the guys he wants on the team all exactly stuff. yeah yeah of course he has to go get tosh gibson tosh Did gibson you see? got derrick rose i mean did you yeah exactly so, i'm surprised he bowls. didn't get joakim Noah out of retirement to come yeah. play <laughs> Oh no! I was thinking Anderson Verjao. Did you hear about Verjao? Yeah, yeah, he's going back to the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was thinking no, Noah again. But no, did you see Todd Gibson and Chris Paul the other night? I think it was last. Yeah, but I mean, before. yeah, you see Tobbs Gibson's flagrant. I mean, that was weird. My was favorite weird. part was Chris Paul immediately went to Tibbs and was like, "Bro, like talk to yeah. your boy. Like he know you know better. Like come on." Yeah, for the for those of you who didn't see. Uh, 
Chris Paul boxed Taj Gibson out on a rebound, and I guess Taj didn't like that very much. Well, I guess back, he, he felt like he got kind of undercut. Like, they didn't get boxed out. He got, like, clipped a little bit, basically. I think he got boxed out. Oh, he 100% <laughs> got boxed out by yeah, a little man. Like, no, he definitely yeah. got boxed out, but he felt like he got clipped, maybe. I don't know. Right. There, was, there was no actual, like, statement from Taj, but. And then he, like, while they were running back, uh, he just like went. He like shouldered, elbowed. He like, like Chris threw Paul his right whole in the body back. into Chris. Yeah, <laughs> and they went crashing down. Everybody started like running towards them. Chris just got up and started walking away, like you said, walking away, and then towards Tom Thibodeau and started talking shit to Thibodeau, yeah. which is interesting because they're big. Both of them are big USA Team USA guys. Yeah, so they've they've you know been together that in that sense. Um, well, and the, I think the just, big thing was just kind of like, dude, what, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what are your players doing? Talk to your boy. Like, come on. That was that was a weird one. I didn't I didn't quite get that one. But yeah, yeah I think the Knicks are definitely one um, that you don't want to see. Uh, shout out Varsity Connor. I don't think no, I don't think most people want to see the Heat right now. Yeah. Um, just for the potential, like, I mean, bro, they were in the finals last year. I know they haven't been. It has not been a good season for them this year. No, they haven't great been like bubble them. Heat, but like they're still. Still solid. They have the potential. They, you know, if they can get healthy, if they can get in the rhythm. Yeah. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them. I, I hope Same. they don't. I hope they don't fall to the play-in tournament though. But Boston's only a game behind them, so yeah. But they're also but only same, a half game behind Atlanta, so it's it's pretty tight right there. Exactly. And then same with the Celtics. I feel like if the Celtics, they have had a crappy season, but if they can return to form, it yeah. takes them a few games. I don't want to be seeing them. If I'm who would they play right now? The Bucks. I definitely wouldn't want to see them. You know, um, I mean, the Bucks are such a solid team, too, though, that like, I mean, the, the Celtics are going to put up a fight, but yeah. I don't think the Bucks would have to like. No. And again, I don't think much. I'm not saying all these guys are going to make it out of the first round or second round True. or whatever, but I'm just saying they're going to be a tough out. Um, but let's talk about this top three, man. This has been crazy. We were practically sucking the dick of the Nets um, last time <laughs> I was on this uh, this podcast. And they have just fallen from grace. Not yeah. all the way from grace, but eh, they lost yeah. four in a row. They're just not playing very well. I, yeah, think I mean, they're five and five in their last ten. So Yeah. A friggin', um Kyrie has, has been playing. Kyrie and KD have been good. It's just the rest of the team. They've been, they've been losing close games. Mm-hmm. And they've lost not only the – they're all the way down to the third seed now. Uh, 76ers are number one. They're tied with – bucks for the second and third seed yeah but they but they technically the third right now um but yeah a little showing a little weakness here i don't know if it's fatigue or i, I know you know harden's still out i know there's a few injuries there but yeah. i don't it's definitely it's I mean, definitely a problem on defense though i mean obviously because they're losing games but like also if you look at like their points per game they are the top in the east actually overall oh no sorry behind the bucks they're just barely behind the bucks in overall points per game but for opposing points per game they're second in the east Mm -hmm. for that as well so like it's obviously a problem on defense yeah they're giving up a lot of points and that was kind of the the point especially with harden and Mm -hmm. Kyrie and kd on there but yeah, they've lost a lot of close ones lately and they've slipped a little bit they're showing they're not they're not invincible that's for yeah, sure. They are I mean, touchable to, for sure. Hey. Again, Harden is out right now, but yeah, um, true. yeah, man, the East and I got to shout out my wizards real quick. Um, Brent, our producer, Brad Stevens, he, <laughs> uh, sent me, man, I wish I pulled it up. 
he sent me something on some social media and it was a meme that uh things russell westbrook make look good or something like that right it's just like stats triple doubles and rebounds and then it showed uh, the wizards head coach uh, scott brooks <laughs> and i'm just like yeah dude this is great they've been on a streak right now they are seven and three the last ten they're playing for the playing tournament they're number 10 right now uh, they've just been playing a lot better lately and it's really nice to see but I mean, my sentiment, all my problems with Scott Brooks from the beginning of the season and everything is still stand. So I just like, this is what they do every year, man. They like, they're always give you enough hope to it's like, maybe they shouldn't blow it up, but they should blow it up. Yeah. Let's be honest. I also, I also just wanted to kind of throw this in there too, that remember how we were like all on the bulls hype train? Like beginning we to mid of the season, and now we look where they're at. And and they got Vucevic. I thought they would be yeah. a nice, solid team, and they've definitely fallen. They've definitely yeah, fallen. yeah, fallen quite a bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. The only thing, I mean, okay, so I I made this comparison slash joke um, before the news came out, but um, of his release. But I was I compared. Russell Westbrook to Albert Pujols just because as a resident resident Cardinals fan, it was kind of difficult sometimes to see Albert Pujols on the angels where, I mean, he would have done the same thing on the Cardinals, but the angels just like way overpaid him for way too long. And it's because like all he was doing was just doing cool things in an angels uniform and like selling (laughs) tickets and then clogging up the bases. That's all he was doing for them because he couldn't run anymore. He was he was setting records and like all this other stuff in an Angels uniform, but that's all he's doing yeah. for them. And I feel like that's kind of, I mean, now granted, Russ cuz cuz the Angels have not done like great by any means. I mean, Trout has is still considered like the greatest player in in the MLB, but the Angels have been to like one playoff round and they didn't even get past that. So, yeah. um, obviously, Albert Pujols was not doing you any favors in terms of winning. Now, with Russell Westbrook, he has been helping them win lately, but they're still, like, at the number 10 seed. But that's exactly what it felt like. was, like, he's just doing cool stuff in, like, a Wizards uniform and, like, possibly, like, selling yeah. tickets and giving them a little recognition. But, like... It's a spectacle. It's a yeah, spectacle. that's all it is. But, like, yeah. he's not technically helping them win in to a degree. Right. And speaking of spectacles, I mean, he, tonight... We're recording this on the 8th of May, and he just tied Oscar Robertson Robertson's record mm-hmm. for most triple doubles all time. Yep. He is a freak. <laughs> he yep. is a freak, man. It just I mean, he's a always... stat line freak, but, like, he's not – that doesn't equate wins or championships. You know what I'm saying? Not like directly. It's it, – mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I mean, though. It's like it's, it's just not, like it, – the, the weight of, like – okay, this is cool. And like, I'm not saying I don't enjoy watching him put up these stat lines. Like they're so fun to watch. Cause he's super electric. He's really aggressive on the rebounds. Cause he's getting to double digits on rebounds as a point guard. Mm-hmm. And he's, but he's still kicking the ball to people. Cause he's getting double digits on a, you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. electric to watch, but it doesn't translate directly into like wins. No. And it's definitely not on his all, all on his shoulders either. I want to point that out too. True. <laughs> the That's wizards true. are not a great team in general. Um, but also uh, another stat that Brad Stevens, uh, shout out Brent, he sent me was that I think it was when there was seven or eight games to go. He it said that if Russell Westbrook played but averaged zero 
points, zero assists, and zero uh, rebounds per game, he would still be averaging a triple-double for the season. That's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. He is um, insane. But, yeah. No, um, I don't think – did we – I don't think we mentioned it's been a couple weeks. Uh, LaMelo Ball is back. It's true. Stan, we stand LaMelo. We stand LaMelo. <laughs> Borderline uh, said no, LaMelo. Borderline, but that's been fun to watch. Plus, they're the eighth seed right now. If they get in the playoffs, I think they'd be really fun. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know what my favorite thing was was as soon as Lamelo came back, like he's just dropping full court dimes, and even not even some of them weren't even dimes. He's just full court passes for like dude, no the, reason. The underhanded pass, full court that was underhanded, nutty. and it was it was an art to it. I just. Who throws that pass? Yeah, that was that Who was makes absolutely that wild. Pass? But then he did like but then he did like another full court pass that was not as beautiful and like they had to like kick it back out. And like they still converted on the possession, <laughs> but it was really weird. But they're still, oh. of course, House of Highlights is like, put it out there, put it out there. Lamello touched the ball. <laughs> yeah. Which actually they, they call themselves on that once Lamello came back because they posted this video of uh some it was really sweet it was like this old man who this this girl who works for him um made an instagram page for him called like my my boss bob or something like that and uh she was like when i tell my boss we went viral and she was like bob we got one view and one like and he's like yeah like he's like (laughs) high-fiving her and stuff like he's all excited just because one person saw it and then the caption though was from Bleacher Reporter House of Highlights or whatever. It was like my boss when I tell him we got uh, views on a non Lamelo video. <laughs> I was like, way to lean into it. That was pretty good. They're self aware, unlike Sports Center. But um, true, true. Uh, yeah, man, that's kind of the state of the NBA right now. I'm so excited. To I think as a fan, I think playing tournament is awesome, and I'm really excited for um, for that in the playoffs. But yeah, we only got a little bit. I think. Playoffs will start or about to start when we record our next one. So yep. that's going to be fun, man. Um, so here's the real question in the NBA right now, though. Who is your rookie of the year and who is your defensive player of the year? That is a great question. So when LaMelo went out, I think we both said um, it was kind of like – either Halliburton or Anthony Edwards to take at that point, right? Uh-huh. We're both kind of saying that. Yep. So, but now he's back and he's playing and he's playing some games. Is there a chance that LaMelo gets it at this point? Um, I think there's an argument. I think there is an argument, but then cuz we po- I posed this question I think last night or the night before on in the group chat. I actually <laughs> and uh, Varsity Connor. He, oh, he's actually not with us. I, I think we forgot to mention that. Not not with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he's not with us tonight. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we'd be recording if he, if he wasn't with us. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, but he. I got more really when quick. I, <laughs> when I posed the question, he he said. Uh, um, Anthony Edwards should be a rookie of the year. And at first I was like, nah, come on. It's probably mellow, right? I know he missed some games. It's probably mellow, right? I'm looking up Anthony Edwards stats and he's been balling a lot lately, man. He just dropped he like has. 42 the other night. Balling, man. Okay. But let me, but I just didn't, I just didn't think the beginning of the season was that great for him. I mean, he was on the bench, but, so 
Well, but yeah, so is, exactly. so is Lamelo actually. So that doesn't yeah. that doesn't really equate. But okay, let me just let me just throw out these two stat lines and still get your take because I just looked it up. And Anthony Edwards for season stats, he's averaging eighteen point five, four point six, and two point eight. Mm-hmm. So compared to Lamelo, he is averaging more points, but it's Lamelo's fifteen point seven, five point nine, and six point one. I mean, that's like a whole rebound but- and a half more almost a whole rebound and a half more per game and like four assists more per game well three ish but i think the huge knock against Lamelo right now is he's anthony edwards has played 20 more games than him is it 20 20 that's the other thing that's surprising i didn't think it was that much either it it's uh, i almost feel like that's somewhat of a knock against anthony edwards in my opinion like shouldn't his stats be a little better well those are per game stats yeah but like (laughs) So he's had I mean, more games to try to boost them. They're nineteen four and two. I'm saying, um, twenty games. Uh, Lamelo has missed a quarter of the season. Should somebody who has missed a quarter of the season be eligible? Okay, fair. To win okay, that? fair. That's okay, kind fair. of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we may have records coming into debate here too. With, I mean, Charlotte was doing a lot better earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. They're still at number eight, though, so they're still in the playing tournament currently. But, I mean, Minnesota got eliminated a long time ago. So, like, yeah. these, I these don't, stats aren't even doing anything for them. I don't think the, the records come into play as nearly as much as other rewards. Yeah. Um, that, it it kind of does. Like like when Michael Brogdon won it a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. I think, I think yeah, he was he wasn't he was not the most statistically – uh, high up there person but he was on a really good team but i think if lamello if lamello had played more games almost as many as ed edwards i think it's a no-brainer it's lamello yeah. i think yeah he has a, had a bigger impact on his team he's averaging better stats but because he missed that 20 games i don't know man and anthony edwards I thought his stats were worse than they were, I guess. And so I was surprised coming into looking at those stats. I was like, oh, maybe there is a good case for Edwards here. And I think there is. No, I don't think there's a good case for both of them. And I think the other thing, too, we need to bring up is the fact that, like, Charlotte was terrible last season, but Lamelo is not the reason that they're at where they're at, and no. or like why they were playing like they were. Miles but Bridges definitely been, Miles Bridges has been playing incredible this year, and so has Gordon Hayward. They've both been yes. solid. So we like talked about him a lot, yeah, yeah. So that's that's I think that's where the like basically like the media effect comes in is like we're just seeing so much of Lamelo because everyone's like oh my gosh look at where the Hornets yeah. are at now it's Lamelo they just drafted him yeah. it's like no it's not like I mean no. yes he's played well for them and like he's helped them but he's not like the reason why they're at where they're at sure but he's definitely a factor for sure um, for sure a factor yeah. for sure but yeah I think I think because he's missed so many games I don't know man for me personally I I might I'm in my opinion, I might like eliminate him from contention on there just because he's missed a quarter, pretty much a quarter of the season, almost more. Okay, like, okay. that's a lot. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah, that is know. a lot. That's true. I mean, yeah. To be fair, they thought that he wouldn't come back this season. So exactly. And when he and when they said that, I was like, oh well, we have to give it to somebody else. But now he's playing. True. I don't know. I I so I think the default after Lamelo is Edwards at that point. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so that's kind of the 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 uh, uh rookie of the year jeez i could not think of the award <laughs> um but you were bringing up the 
the defensive player the of the year. Defensive yes, player of the year. Yeah, that is a hot button issue right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to know your take first. Um. Well, I started looking up the stat lines right now because I mean the big thing is the fact that uh, Ben Simmons feels like he's pretty deserving of defensive player of the year. Well, yeah, you but, talk to him, he would have. <laughs> but uh, Rudy Gobert would argue that it's him. So I just looked it up. Uh, we have, okay, so the difference between minutes played, I believe that's what this MP is. Um, like average minutes played maybe, I'm assuming. I don't it? know. It's not. It's not clear. I'm looking on. Um, it's sportskita.com. I don't know. This just had like a better, more concise list than some of the other ones that I was looking at. But <clears throat> the stats that we do care about: rebounds per game, thirteen point five for Rudy Gobert, seven point six for Ben Simmons, um, and then blocks per game. Rudy is averaging two point eight blocks per game, and Ben Simmons is averaging point seven. Um, steals per game, Rudy is 0.5, Ben is 1.6, so like there's an argument there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I would say Rudy Gobert, but maybe they just want to like mix it up and give it to Ben Simmons. Like, I don't know. I, I think I would put, um, Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert as well. Uh, I think Ben Simmons has been honestly great this season defensively. I think he, there's somewhat of a case to be made, made yeah. there. But here's the thing, man. We've talked we talked about it kind of with the MVP race too. It's like, bro, how are the Suns and the Jazz so good this year and they don't even have anybody in the MVP race, right? Yeah, like no one for well, MVP think, contender. <laughs> I think there's more of a case for Rudy Gobert. Bro, you're on the, the, the best team in the league, maybe. I mean, we'll see Suns. Yeah. But possibly the best team in the league, one of the best teams in the league, one of the best defenses in the league, and it's because it's one of the best defensive centers in the league there. Yeah. Um, and so I think I would – I think this year there's a good chance for Rudy to get it. Again, would, yeah. would this be his third? His second? Second or third. Second or third. Yeah. It was, he's won it at least once before. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Definitely won it at least once. I don't think he's yeah. won it twice, but I could be wrong. But, yeah, I think he's definitely up there. Um, who were the other people on that list? Did you you say you had a list up? Yeah. So there's behind Ben Besides Simmons them. is uh, Bam, and then it's Giannis, and then it is Miles Turner. See, I can think of like yeah, I would have Ben or Rudy before either of those guys. Yeah. Uh, any of the other guys, just because like everybody like Bam, Bam has been impressive this year, man. Especially mm-hmm. with Jimmy Butler out, with all the other injuries, he's like been the one constant on the Heat. That's what I was just about to say. Is like, like I would I would consider Bam because Bam, he may not have like the rebound numbers of Rudy, but he's got. Um, I mean, he's only he's like a block per game behind Rudy, but he's got mm-hmm. over one steal per game. So like I would mm-hmm. I would say that kind of puts him in the argument. So Connor, how much do you uh, how much do you take in uh, a team success when you're picking defensive player of the year? Because for me, I think I take a lot into it because individual stats don't usually say it all. So you kind of have to look at how that team does, how yeah. the player affects the team defense. Um, and that's why I think Rudy Gobert is so good. Um, not saying that Bam isn't, but I think it's a detriment to Bam's case is that his team hasn't been that good, hasn't been that consistent this year. 
Not saying that yeah. Bam hasn't, but no, I would yeah. agree. I I definitely think in terms of defensive player of the year, like compared to like rookie of the year, like we were saying, rookie of the year, maybe like you know team standings aren't as much of a factor because it's not yeah. as much of like a team centric award. I mean, either I mean yeah. MVP and defensive player of the year, there are obviously they're about one player. That is what they're cent- they're focusing on, but. I definitely think that team standing comes more to effect with this award, um, especially because, like you said, like that's why I think Rudy and Ben are the top cases because Ben is also part of one of the better teams in the league. I mean, the that's Jazz true. are still the best overall, but the the what what is Philadelphia the top number teams two in each division? No, Philadelphia's yeah, number top, one in the East. So yeah, I mean, top teams in each uh, conference. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I think I think there's definitely a huge case to be made for Ben Simmons, but does. I don't know. The, the other thing with Ben Simmons is like, I wouldn't consider him like the defensive anchor on the, on the Sixers. Like I would with Rudy Gobert, where like when you think of the jazz and their defense, Rudy Gobert is like immediately, I mean, maybe that's because he's won a defensive player of the year in the past, mm-hmm. but I think there's, there, there are those players that stand out as like the defensive anchor on the team. Like I would say like Draymond Green is the defensive anchor on the Warriors hands down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. Yeah, I think I would give it to Rudy, just because. Let's give it if they're if they don't have anybody in the MVP conversation. Come on, they gotta get. They gotta get something. They are playing way too well. Exactly. Um, I mean, also understandable why they don't have anyone in the MVP conversation. Yeah, and we talked about it probably ad nauseum. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, totally. But I mean, (laughs) they're just an overall good team, and that's always nice to see. You know. Well, and and that's the that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, the team defense is you have to take that into consideration here. And that team defense is really good. And I think it stems from Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not talking about ranking some other people, man. Uh, John Morant he came out and said that he thinks he's a top five point guard in the whole NBA. Yeah. He said that. That's what it, uh, I think the question specifically was the reporter asked, where, where do you rank yourself among point guards in the league? And he was like, Oh, top five for sure. Like no thought at all <laughs> about yeah. it. And I heard Which I that. love the confidence, but you've got to admire the confidence like totally. But I thought about that and I was like, do we want to make our own realistic top five? <laughs> Cause I would not put John Morant <laughs> in that top five. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. If we're not. talking top point guards in the league. Um, I mean, so I'm looking at a ranker.com list right now and he, they have him at number seven. But, like, I would have... I wouldn't even put him there. I wouldn't either. I would have a few of these other guys before. Unfortunately, which it's they just... Definitely, they definitely have some shooting guards on here, which I don't like. Like, not true point guards. They've kind of, like, yeah. thrown just, like, a guard list together, I feel like, in a way. Um, yeah. But, like... Anyway, you, you go ahead. I don't know. Do you want to put your top five together first? Or how do you want, was... how do you want to play this? So, I was... Um... Yeah. Uh, well, first I want to say this is nothing against Ja. I think he's been he's, he's incredible. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. But it's just the other players in the league. That is point guard is one of the strongest positions. If it's we're talking, if we're talking about up and coming point guards, I think he's. I think he, there's a case for him top five. Oh, up and coming. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if we're talking, we're like young, top if we're talking five under twenty five or whatever. Exactly. Or if we're talking, if we're talking <laughs> point guards that have been in the league for three years or less that are like on the rise, whatever, like whatever. They're just point guards for three years or less of the league. He's definitely in the conversation for top five. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you qualify, if you qualify it, 
<laughs> he's in the top five. Exactly. But, That's what I mean. But like we're talking about if we're talking about all the point guards in the league, he's not top five. So the top two that this ranker list has is Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. I think they have to be in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. So that, so They're definitely in my top well. five. It has number three as De'Aaron Fox. Listen, I love De'Aaron Fox. I'm a fan. But number three? Bro, what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, let's be um, real. They also have, they have like, D'Angelo Russell above some of these other people, too, which I do not agree with. Like, okay, Russell Westbrook is number 12. I know I just kind of, like, <laughs> talked crap about Russell Westbrook in a way, but yeah. Russell Westbrook's probably in my top five. For point guards, we're talking strict point he's guards. On, I think he's on the cusp. Okay, okay, cusp. I'll take cusp. But like Chris Paul at number sixteen, Chris Paul. That's in what I was gonna say. Five. I mean, we talked about it when we're talking about MVP conversation. Uh, he might need to be like in the top five or six MVP conversation. I definitely think he needs to be in top five after this year, man. He mm-hmm. is leading that team. Um, so yeah, that's three right now for my top five. Let's see, man. This is so tough when you're putting. I think. I think you gotta go Luca. Oh yeah. If you're cold. yeah. And then I'm let's see, let's see, am I missing anybody? No, I don't think so. Alright, I think I put Kyrie then at number five. I would agree. I mean I would I would say Kyrie is better than, yeah. than Ja for sure. Yeah. I think I actually put Kyrie I don't know there why, but that's five. actually tough for, for point guards. It's kinda like I don't know, they're kinda like they they're like a little little thin right now. I have a question for you. Yeah, on this up? list, Trey Young's at number nine. Who would you put, Trey Young, Trey Young or Ja? Who would you put above? The That's one? actually kind of tough because they're both they're both kind of the same boat. They're both under twenty five. You know, like that qualifier yeah. we were talking about. So who would you put above that? Mm. Man, that's tough. Just because here's here's the issue I have is like they both have like flashes right now, but I don't see one emerging over the other. Like because Trey so such different play styles also true because trey you know got so much comparison to like kind of steph curry style which like true like he does he's a little bit of a steph curry-esque where he like takes these deep shots and all this Mm -hmm. stuff but he's just so inconsistent like he just can't he can't play super he's also not that he's a better passer but he gets more assist he get does get more assist like that's just a fact yeah um, but then so with he's, Jaw, I feel like Jaw's a little bit more of a Russell Westbrook kind of highlight reel type of Russell Westbrook, like Derrick Rose type. Exactly. He's a better, yeah. he's a better shooter. Mm-hmm. But he's freaking crazy. And better shooter, he's got more crazy he's athletic. Got more, he's got more defensively than a Trey Young too. Yeah. So that's the thing. If I'm comparing those two, I mean, okay, 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 okay. I don't know. If you're a G, you're a GM. You can pick one of these guys. Who do you pick? Okay, that's also tough though because like I need. This to know, is your first pick. This is but your first I need to know what the, the rest of my draft. team is. No, this is your first pick. Who you're building it around? I think I'm building around Jaw. I think I'm building around Jaw. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so tough. It's so tough. I think I think I'm going Jaw. I just think be- I like just because I feel like Jaw, at least for what I've seen, has a little bit more of like leadership qualities to him as well. And this yeah. is just like this is like an eyeball test, like just for my own opinion of like I feel yeah. like he has more like the leadership role. So if I'm building a team yeah. around him, he's gonna he's gonna lead some guys. He's gonna carry some guys. I kind of agree with that. Um, also, Trey sometimes he he kind of looks like a child. That's so true. He looks he he looks like a <laughs> child with the worst unibrow. <laughs> yeah, it's no, actually I not think... even a unibrow. It's like it's like his yeah. eyebrows won't commit like Anthony Davis's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is a tough that is a tough ranker, but I think I would take Jaw by this much, yeah. this much. Uh, Jaw, we love the confidence, man. But uh, I also not would not there. have D'Angelo not Russell ahead of these guys, though. 
Uh, take that back. I wouldn't. I mean, D'Angelo Russell I would is have, good, but like, I would have him not behind. I think, I think he's right in the mix with like a Jaw and a Trey, in my opinion. Yeah, he's in the conversation, but he's in the mix there. I think like Donovan Mitchell on this list. Donovan Mitchell's on there. I think he's more of a shooting guard, but oh yeah, he's I would not, have Donovan. He can't play point, him. but he's a true shooting guard. Yeah. I would, but then like again, De'Aaron Fox is number three on this list. Um, I think, I think you could make an argument, D'Angelo or De'Aaron. You know, like yeah, I think it's it's kind of there. So, so they have also the other thing is they have Kemba down at thirteen below a lot of these guys. Where you that's put interesting because before this year, I would have ranked him higher. I would have put same, some, put some put some goddamn respect on that name. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's battled with a little bit of injury this year. He yeah. just has not played very well this year, Mm-mm. so that kind of dampens that a little. Um, okay, but they also have they have Jamal Murray below Jaw and Trey and D'Angelo. Like, that's an interesting one. We talk about inconsistency. It's true, bro. Bubble Murray, <laughs> Bubble Murray, you put number one, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Let's. I mean, that's that's the, that's the thing though. Is like, was Jamal a little bit of a flash in the pan? Mm-hmm when it came to like bubble Murray mm-hmm. or is he, is he as solid as we think? Like, well, well, bubble Murray. I mean, I think that was just crazy. I think he's, he's good enough to be the number two and everything. I think he's good enough to be. Yeah. I mean, they haven't ranked at 10. I think he's right around there. I, I do think as far as point guards go, I think he's okay. right around there. Okay. So it's just, yeah, the inconsistency kind of bugs me, but I think this year he was more consistent than past. That's what I kind of I, I was kind of liking about him. Yeah. So far this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one though with him out. Shea Gill just Alexander's on this list, man. He's exciting to watch, except for the Thunder suck. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Oh man, I was thinking about it. This is totally an aside, but I just saw John Wall's name come up. You know, he's on the Rockets. Yeah. Rockets are just. Oh, I feel so bad. Dog for water. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. That's the word you're looking are. for is dog water. They're just so terrible. I know. Hey, I know. I know. As a, uh, I know as a Wizards fan and a former John Wall simp, I, uh, I understand that you wanted the best for him, but he is yeah. not in the best situation now. No, no, he's Appar- not. And apparently, like, it was better than DC for whatever reason. But <laughs> and like. I just have a feeling, you know how like the the worst team almost never gets the actual number one pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just don't think they're gonna get the number one either. So. No, probably not. So probably what was all not suffering for anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, so real quick, I I want to have one more kind of like little debate discussion. Um, I know we've been talking about basketball for a while now, but this popped up on my Instagram feed, and I thought it was really interesting, and I wanted to get your take on it. This is the question posed of would LeBron rather have the three, one comeback and four rings or six rings and no three, one comeback. I think you go three, one comeback. Okay. So let me, I, I like your quick answer because <laughs> okay. I sort of agree, but here's my only thing mm-hmm. is I, I see this going one or two is, which I know, I know LeBron has said, and I believe him of like, he doesn't care about the whole like goat debate, but mm-hmm. He has six rings, ties MJ. I think LeBron might be the GOAT, honestly, honestly. But yeah. only only because you look it, at – With you, six rings, does he have a 6-0 and record? That's the other thing. That's true. But with – okay, I was actually going to say with six rings, but he still has the same amount of playoff appearances 
or finals appearances, I mean, I still yeah. think that makes him the GOAT. Even though I agree that like MJ going 6-0, the perfect record in the finals, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm always going to be an MJ like yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the grave thinking MJ is the goat, mm-hmm. but I think with six rings, LeBron, he may he may sway me a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing about the three one comeback that was a lot more emotional for LeBron in the sense that he was able to bring a championship to Ohio. Emotional for LeBron, emotional for Ohio. Yeah, like I think that matters means way more. Also, if you want to talk about greatest of all time, I mean that's the only 3-1 comeback in NBA Finals history. The only ever. It's true. Like, I think the the impact of that, the the meaning behind it, like, everything, I don't think he gives that up at all. It's true. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that goes down in history just as much as, like, the six yeah. rings that Jordan won, so. Yeah. Like, like for his personal feeling or whatever, or what I'm, what I think he personally feels, I think that the three one comeback one ring is like equal to like, you know, two or three rings that he might have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So no, I agree. And yeah, that's an interesting one though, because I think even with, to your point, even with the same number of finals appearances, but he has six rings. I think, yes, that, that makes the argument way even more close, even closer than it already is. But then I think just because he doesn't have the finals records, those like MJ stands, which, I don't know. I might be one. Oh, I definitely. <laughs> Those MJ am one. stands are going to be like, oh, but he's not a perfect record, man. Yeah. No, I definitely yeah. agree. And I think I think the other like mark against LeBron is how many different teams he won on. Where MJ won all those on the Bulls, and he was I mean, on the Bulls for a long time when they sucked yeah. and they were not that good, but they built a team around him. It's all about perspective, though, because is all those teams. Is is that a is that a mark or is that a thing? Like it's hard. Look look at how we look at Kawhi. It's look true. We look it's at Kawhi. True, but He's one with two, and that's a that's an up for him. I guess, but like the, the mm-hmm. I feel like the difference there is Kawhi went to one like he went to the to the Raptors for like what one year and yeah. won a championship. Like that's totally different. Where mm-hmm. LeBron, like now, granted. We're also talking completely different scenarios where, like, do we think that, like, we've talked about this before, like, do we think that LeBron was going to get the help in Cleveland like MJ got in Chicago? No, probably not. Like, the front office was doing him no favor, so he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go to Miami. But it also took him that much long, like, it still took him a while with a super team to Mm -hmm. win a championship. But we're also talking, again, another different time where you do have guys who hop around a lot, go join up with other great players to win championships. So, like... Mm -hmm that's the other hard part is like you're playing in different eras you're moving around in different eras it's it's hard i to, think i mean lebron kind of kind of started it or kind of uh trailblazed it, it to go it, yeah know, hop around to other teams which uh, i don't i don't think why is that listen <laughs> i hate all this slander of like oh they're they're leaving and everything it's like bro if if you yeah if lebron can't win in cleveland what is he supposed to do stay in cleveland be loyal to cleveland for his whole life and never win one yeah no i like, no, like i agree with you i mean you look at like yeah. a patrick ewing who never won a championship yeah. but was one of the greatest basketball players but he stayed loyal yeah. to new york for for what like exactly. but and i mean not, but again it's still that's what we're talking at, about we're talking about a different era we're talking about a different right. time but and look at charles charles barkley who did move from team to team and true. he was great yeah, but he could never win one. It's yeah. hard to win one, even no, when you're picking your team. Yeah, it's it's very true. I just mm-hmm. and that's that's what I that's what I mean though is like if LeBron still hops around teams, 
but he wins six rings instead. I think that makes mm-hmm. the debate closer because then people would say, well, look how much more of an impact LeBron makes on a team. He goes to a oh, team and immediately I mean, he's, they he's win a championship. Still, he still has won. Yeah, he's, I mean, he still won a championship on three different teams. Yeah, granted which is crazy which, but if you so but like crazy uh, but imagine it. imagine it's oh no, it's insane like he's obviously he's still one of the greatest of all time but like yeah. imagine if he had those two extra rings but he still mm-hmm. won like let's say two or three in uh miami one like mm-hmm. uh, still won one in cleveland but didn't have the three one comeback and then wins like one or two in in la or he's mm-hmm. or he wins two in cleveland but doesn't have three one comeback whatever it is like right i mean you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I just, I, I wanted to attack that argument through you, I'm, but I'm, it wasn't. It was towards everybody else yeah, who yeah. makes. Well, argument. and I'm also talking from the perspective of like the MJ stands, like we're saying, right? Is like, right. That's what they would say though. Is like, well, he had to hop around teams to go with championships. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. did a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's honestly impressive. It's impressive if you can, if you can stay in the one team. Also, forget MJ had Scotty motherfucking Pippen, man, an MVP <laughs> candidate himself on his team. Like, what are we talking about here? And then Dennis yeah, Rodman, one team, of the best defensive is, players ever. Exactly. Those teams were legendary. It wasn't just Michael. No, okay. I know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I know. No, I, know. I I agree. It's it that is an interesting thought. Although, because, yeah, although, six, although, 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 <laughs> although, 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 we have to we have to bring up now. I'm sorry. We we have talked about this way too much. Like, just. <laughs> In our entire yeah. podcast catalog, we've talked about this way too much, but we're yeah. going to talk about it again too. Here's the thing: Is Scottie Pippen as good? Not with Michael Jordan, though. We've talked about this. That's the other thing you have to consider: is like, did well, but- Michael make everyone better around him, and that's also adds to his conversation. Mm-hmm. Not saying LeBron doesn't, but like LeBron, uh- I feel like is a little bit more of a standout, like alone, rather than like you. You, you listen to Scotty talk about it in the Last Dance specifically, and he mm-hmm. says like MJ just made everyone else around him better because sure. he pushed them. Sure, and I think off the top of my head, this is I don't really know, but off the top of my head, I want to say Scotty Pippen's at least first couple years, like in Portland and stuff. I think his stats were pretty similar. It's just his team was not nearly as good. Right. That's just my sort of educated okay, but guess. You off also my you also had a Scottie Pippen after like what eleven plus seasons with Michael Jordan. Right. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, he was still an MVP. Yeah, maybe again, we're talking hypotheticals here. If Scottie yeah. Pippen didn't get drafted to the Bulls and play with Michael Jordan, does Michael push him as hard? Does he become that MVP candidate? I don't know. Technically, Scotty didn't get drafted by the Bulls. Fun fact. Right. But <laughs> if he doesn't end up on the no, Bulls. No, I know, I know, I know. Whew. Yeah, we could talk about that for a while. Yeah, um, we talk about let's... it way too much. But anyway, <laughs> I just I thought that was a really fun kind of like little discussion topic. Because no, I, like... I, I really do think it could go either way. But I, I definitely think the emotional attachment for LeBron, who always talks about, you know, being a hometown Ohio boy, like mm-hmm. – I feel like that plays way more to him than winning six rings. I honestly, if you probably asked him, he was like, I would give up all of my rings to win a championship for Ohio and that three, one comeback. Like that was just probably the highlight of his career. Yeah. No, no, no. Agreed. No, that was a fun one. Good, good job. Connor. Uh, Um, yeah, man. No, I like, I like that conversation, man. That's like, I mean, we talk about a lot of these on this podcast. We like these little thought experiments. Little thotties, um, little thotty experiments. Little, little thotties, little experiments. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. But let's let's before we talk make the whole episode about NBA, Connor. Let's talk about some <laughs> NFL news, man. Um, not gonna talk about the draft directly. Um, <laughs> directly, we, <laughs> directly. But uh, I wanted to touch on Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers situation, which is crazy. It, uh, um, and I don't even know where to begin with this. So what I want to say is so Adam Schefter, who broke the news that um, Aaron Rodgers, what did he say? I think I have the tweet pulled up. He said uh, he broke the news on draft day. A reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, is so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told some within the organization that he does not want to return to the team league and team sources told ESPN on Thursday. More on NFL Live now. So he tweeted that on draft day, and it has been all the NFL world has been talking about besides the draft um, these last couple weeks. And then he went on Dan Patrick's show the other night, the other day, and he was saying, like, <laughs> like, oh, um, I don't know where all these, like, theories and spinoffs and, like, all this stuff is coming from. Um I was, and he's like, he's essentially saying like, oh, I was just saying something that like kind of the feeling around the organization, the feeling that he was getting from the organization. He's like, oh, I was getting like, there wasn't a week that goes by that I did not hear about Aaron Rodgers. Right. So apparently that tweet that he tweeted out was just an accumulation, I guess. And he's like, he's like, what does it matter if I say it now or, you know, in a week or something that, that, that pretty much the thought and feeling was that Aaron Rodgers wasn't probably wasn't going to be a Packer or he was really disgruntled with them. Right. But my, I, I kind of have a problem with this, Adam. I mean, you know, the power you have, <laughs> like the power True. you have. So essentially he's saying he kind of was just putting out a feeling there. It's not like, it's not like he said he did. There was no one source. It's not like somebody from Aaron Rodgers camp came and told him, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. release this, right? Nobody from the Packers came and told him this specific thing. And then he tweeted it out, which is what a lot of people think most of like his tweets that kind of sound like that are right. Mm-hmm. Especially when you say per sources and stuff like that. So it's like, but yeah, I'm like, what do you, you kind of know the power you have when you tweet this. Why did you tweet this? And then why did it have to be on draft day? And then because a lot of people were saying, oh, when this first came out, oh, the Packers are planting this, you know, because it's draft day. And then, or Aaron Rodgers planting this because he wants to be the talk of the town for draft day or he's trying to steal the highlight away from draft day. And like all these narratives are happening. Right. And Adam Schefter is kind of like trying to defend himself a little bit. But I'm like. You kind of just admitted that you didn't really. You just kind of throw threw it out there, yeah. and you really didn't have to do it on draft day. I don't know. It was just well, a and weird... wasn't didn't he didn't he or someone else also confirm that like he tw- he's the one that tweeted about the 49ers making a play for Aaron Rodgers, which was completely false. That never no on one... the Dan Patrick show he says that the there was no trade offer made to the 49ers, but like There's he none. tweeted it out. I think so. I can't remember, but I think him or one of the other like big guys. Yeah, they tweeted out that yeah. there was a trade, a trade offer made. And so, like, usually I really like Schefter. I think I had no problems with him, but I don't know. This one seemed weird to me. How I, I don't know. We put a lot of <laughs> we put trust into these guys that they're right. reporting. They're doing good journalism. Yeah, they're, and like they're doing reporting. their due diligence. Yeah. Yeah, we put trust in those guys, and then he comes out and he's like, oh, like. Whoa, you guys put narratives in my mouth. I'm like, well, no, you kind of know the power you have there. Right. Yeah. And I don't well, know. Especially, 
the thing is, is like i think that also comes down to kind of the power of adam Schefter, but also the power of twitter where he yeah. only has a certain amount of characters to get what he wants out and it's the quickest way to get it out but like mm-hmm. everything on twitter is a headline basically he did, he can't mm-hmm. go into detail where he didn't he just said aaron Rodgers disgruntled not mm-hmm. most likely not playing next season with the packers per sources which yeah. yeah yeah to us is a headline saying this is a fact because i have yeah. people in my ear telling me that it's not like oh he's just getting and, the vibe it was just like a vibe and, and adam Schefter has built his career on trust on yes when i report something that's usually true or my sources are good exactly right not so instead of was, i got a vibe you know <laughs> yeah yeah i it's just like kind of what i what i was feeling from the practice organization i don't know it was weird and then now you know the whole narrative is everyone just wants out which may be true like again it's not that he necessarily was wrong in his reporting it's true it just, well and now there's more and more coming out too where like there was you know Devonte adams is tweeting out about it like kind of cryptically i mean not really cryptically yeah. but sort of you know and then <laughs> Um, talking about how there's more of the situation where, like, the way the Packers drafted now is adding to – I mean, yeah. Varsity Connor and I talked about it last week on the podcast. Like, that also mm-hmm. kind of added – it was kind of like somewhat of a little – like a big middle finger to Aaron Rodgers where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know you're disgruntled, but we're going to draft defensive players for whatever reason. And then mm-hmm. it, it also went on to talk about there was – like, the moment he started becoming disgruntled, like, you know, he went out and praised this wide receiver – who then the Packers turn around and cut like immediately after he had like publicly praised him. And mm-hmm. I don't know, there was, there's a lot that's has gone into it. And I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is like Aaron Rodgers probably has the most drama surrounding him of anyone in the NFL. Like especially he dates the last couple of years, yeah. especially, I mean, he's, he dates mm-hmm. Olivia Munn. Then that ends poorly or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. all the drama with that. Then supposedly it, like he doesn't talk to his family and there's all this drama around that. And that, like, I don't know. Wasn't like Danica Patrick before that and everything. Probably. And, yeah. and now it's, and now yeah. he's engaged to Shane Lee Woodley. Who's like 20 years younger than him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hey. It's, hey, I mean, Hey, I don't blame <laughs> him for that, but, but no, it's just, no, it's, it's just, just a lot of stuff around Aaron Rodgers. And my favorite is how like, all the old head quarterbacks now come out of the woodwork for no reason. Like Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. calling him soft basically for, for calling for the firing of the GM. And then Brett Favre kind of comes to his rescue and is like, yeah, I was doing all the yeah. same stuff in green Bay and wear <laughs> Wranglers. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a weird one. I just think, <laughs> I don't know from the top one of the, one of, no, I would say Schefter's the top reporter. Uh, from breaking news from the NFL. I mean, I would expect, I just expect more. I guess I was, maybe no, I, I was a I mean, little let, like, this would be the same maybe thing. Maybe I was a little like, let down, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I totally. I mean, it would be the, it would be the exact same thing because, like you said, Schefter's kind of like the leading guy. It'd be the same thing mm. if, like, Woj tweeted something out and then he's like, oh, whoa, yeah. I just got like a vibe. Like, I didn't. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. The Woj is truth. Yes. And that's the kind of the same thing with Schefter. Woj is truth when it comes to NBA news. Yes. If Woj says it, it's true and it's happening and whatever, right? And so with that kind of standard, you have to know what you're tweeting. You can't just put vibes, you can't feelers out there, you know? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. This is a weird one to me. But um, did you see, speaking of like draft news, did you see uh, Shams? He's usually an NBA guy. Uh, he was he was doing draft news. No, and stuff I didn't like see that. that. A little bit. A little bit. He was like tweeting out some stuff. And we're like, what are you, what are you doing here? 
That's hilarious. It was funny. I also, yeah. I just think like the whole, the whole idea of like everyone needs to have an opinion and stuff too nowadays is ridiculous. I don't know if you saw, but, um, and maybe this is just because I follow Panther stuff, but I saw that Joe Horn, the father of JC Horn, who the Panthers drafted with their number one pick, mm-hmm. he, I guess like made some statement that was like, basically he hated the fact that Aaron Rodgers kind of took the limelight from all these young kids getting drafted on that day. And like, Right. And, and, well, really, well, he said, I think he said more specifically his son. Like, it took away from mm-hmm. his son's, like, special moment. But, I don't know. It was just kind of funny that I'm like, I'm sorry, but, like, I, and I know Joe, Joe Horn is a an ex-NFL player, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and all this other Play stuff. So, he has, a little, he has a little more credibility, mm-hmm. but, like, even still, I'm just kind of like, dude, like, I don't care about the dad of a draftee and his opinion on what happened. Like, <laughs> that's true. But that's kind of what I was saying is, like, yeah, that narrative was already spun. After yeah. Schefter tweeted, and then I don't know, I don't know, but um, yeah, dude, it's it. The NFL is crazy. Maybe uh, this is kind of just what we needed for because the, after the draft, I feel like the draft is so climactic. Climactic? No, that's not the word. I don't know. It's very. <laughs> Connor gave me the TikTok face, bro. Uh, sheesh. <laughs> um no the draft is so uh it's this big thing right in the nfl offseason and then like right after it's like nothing yeah yeah it's it's, uh, i think climactic is kind of the right word because it it just like drops off right after that it's like yeah hits the hits the pinnacle and then yeah until like otas start coming out and stuff yeah and even then that's um, like nothing (laughs) so maybe maybe that's kind of what we needed (laughs) <laughs> just to keep us entertained. Stir the pot a little news. bit more. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our take for NFL this week. Um, let's let's move to some baseball, man. It is let's. under in the thick of things. Connor is so excited. Go ahead, oh, boy. Go it. off. Go off, sis. Thank you. Um, first of all, we already <laughs> kind of touched on it. Albert Pujols uh, came out that he's getting released by the Angels, which I always mm-hmm. think it's funny. Baseball, I don't know, still has like some weird formality about like when they talk about releasing players where they call it designating him for assignment and i'm like you're cutting him just say you're cutting him like, that's to me to the, to the casual viewer which i i think i am a very casual viewer of baseball yes. to me that sounds like he's getting sent down to the triple a or something i know that's that's honestly as as someone who is a little bit more of a, of a not a casual fan a little bit more of, a, of an in-depth fan if you will Right. That's what it sounds like to me too. I'm just like, oh, so he's gonna go hitting triple A's to like get a swing back or whatever, or like yeah. go go help out the young bucks to like bring him up to the majors. But like, no, yeah. literally, he's just getting cut. Like that's what it is. <laughs> so, but anyway, kind of like bittersweet. But like I I've mentioned before, and I've said this to a lot of people, is like, I mean, Albert Pujols, amazing player as a Cardinals fan. He did so much for that organization, and I mean, won two MVPs on that organization, won a couple of championships on that organization. He was. He, as a casual fan, he was one of my favorite players to watch on the yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, he was, yeah. he's always he was great. Been, he's always been great. He's always been fun to watch. Um, always known as like you know the power hitter. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, for his he was on the Angels for like nine seasons now, and for his last like five out of nine seasons, all I've been saying is like, mm-hmm. dude, he's not doing anything other than like selling tickets, doing cool things in an Angels uniform, and clogging up the bases. Like he can't run yeah. anymore. He's and. Uh, 
I don't know. It's just, it was kind of hard to watch. Like, I was like, dude, you should have retired like a while ago, even though he was still kind of hitting okay. <laughs> but I saw a stat that was like on his 11th season with the Cardinals, he he hit over 300 and hit a bunch of home runs, obviously. But then on the Angels, he he was consistently at like 258 or something like that. So he really wasn't hitting uh-huh. as well as he was on the Cardinals um, with the Angels. But I mean, he, here's the thing is also, as someone who worked for an Angels affiliate at one point, I always saw that the Angels would just sign guys for way like guys on the tail end of their careers for way too long for way too much money. That's exactly what they did with Albert Pujols. But uh, that being said, I did want to bring up Albert Pujols because uh, I mean, there's a lot of rumors that he's probably going to retire at this point. So if he I does, going to say incredible do you think career. He's do you think he's going to get signed? Maybe go play DH somewhere. I don't know. I think he should retire, and I think I think <laughs> if the team does pick him up. They're kind of setting themselves how, up for failure at this point. How old is he at this? He's forty-one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he seems. I feel. I feel like. I feel like I've heard him. I I feel like I've heard the announcement that he is retiring like a few times in the last year. Like I feel like he should have been already retired at this point. Yeah. I well, know. I mean, do you want to take a guess of when he was drafted? Oh, he's forty-one. Uh huh. So I'm gonna guess probably twenty-ish years ago. So ninety-eight, close ninety-nine. Whoo! Yeah, very close. So yeah, yeah, he has been in the league for a while. But yeah, his first. Yeah. Well, that, and so that was he was drafted in ninety-nine in the June amateur draft, and then he made his major league debut. It looks like in two thousand one. So, but he's been playing in the show for twenty years. So pretty incredible right. career, pretty amazing guy. Um, and looking at his um, looking at his career stats, his batting average for his career is a two ninety eight, which is career. insane. Which yeah, I think if he if he, he would have retired a little while ago, he would have been over three hundred for his entire career. Yeah, he was like on the Cardinals. He was such a he was obviously he hits dingers, bro. Oh yeah, he hits dingers. But no, he was such a good he he was a, such a good bat. He, yeah, he just made a lot of contact. always a solid like, bat. Yeah, yeah. And he is uh, he's in his career he's hit six hundred and sixty seven home runs. Um, and let's just go over to the home run leaderboard. Who? I'll just tell you he is number five for all time home runs. Can you name? Even oh. two of the players ahead of him. I'll give you that. Barry Bonds. Well done. Okay. Um, bro, I'm going to show Barry Bonds is number one, by the way. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Ken Griffey? No. Ken yeah, Griffey's I'm number seven, that. though. You're close. Okay, okay. You're kind of up there. You're up um, there. Man. I would not have guessed one of these. I would have guessed. I, I definitely. I definitely knew the other two, but I wouldn't have guessed this other one. I am blanking because you're gonna say you're gonna say at least one or two of them, and I'm gonna be like, oh, I should have known that. But uh, I, I'll I'll just probably... let's, I mean, I'll just give you the obvious one. Is I'm the great Bambino from Sandlot. Come on, bro. Are you serious? The Babe Ruth. There we go. Okay. No, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the Babe. He is number three. Uh, Hank Aaron. Wait, wait. Is um, two. Did we talk about real quick? Did we talk about um, what's his name? The guy on the Angels, right? The Japanese player. Oh, his Shohei. Name? Yeah. Did we talk about like the other night? He was the because he's a pitcher and a hitter. Yep. And a and a, he plays right. He was the first. Speaking of Babe Ruth, he was the first 
pitcher to start a game leading the league in home runs. This was like yeah, a month yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. But leading the league in home runs, he was the first pitcher but to start a, a game. But also a pitcher, yeah, because Babe Ruth is a pitcher, yeah. Yeah, since Babe Ruth. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's also because of the way the game's evolved. But, like, yeah. Right, no, nobody it, does that anymore. But that, yeah. th- that is crazy because of the way the game has evolved. Like, it's actually, yeah, exactly. it's actually more impressive now. It's wild, and he's still. I mean, he's in the hunt for home runs. I don't know. He's just he's a specimen. well. That's that's even. Uh, I saw a post today, either from the Angels or from like Starting Nine or one of those pages, where they were like, just a quick reminder that uh, Shohei, who is a starting pitcher, is also in the running for home run leader right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, it's why he's he's, he's playing incredible season. He's finally panning out to what like what the Angels were hoping for mm-hmm. because. He was just—he dealt with so much with injuries and stuff that, like, yeah. it was kind of—it it was pretty. Yeah, I pretty, thought, I thought, because isn't this his first year back from? Uh, was it? Didn't he have surgery last? Yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Tommy John's. I want to say last yeah, year I, I th- or a year and a half ago or something like that. I thought I heard something that like he wasn't going to be doing both again. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation he wouldn't pitch because of the stress <laughs> it puts on his elbow. But like, yeah, but he's fine apparently. Uh, yeah, dude, he's doing it. Man, the oh my gosh, the amount of movement. That is on hit that ball at like ninety plus miles an hour for him is unfair. Like he there there was he he had some breaking ball that was like ninety seven or ninety eight miles an hour, and I was like, the ball shouldn't move going that fast. Like it should not be able to <laughs> spin be that and break. Fast. And it's it's crazy. Yeah. But um, anyway, back to home run leaders. Hank Aaron's number two, by the way. I don't know if you even know that name. I I know of it. I probably should have guessed it, but yeah. <laughs> but this is the one I wouldn't have guessed. A Rod is number four. Oh, I don't. I, f- I never thought of a Rod as like a slugger though, and I, I guess I just didn't pay attention enough <laughs> yeah. to him as like I mean, he had up. a long career too. But yeah, yeah, twenty two years. Yeah, yep. but anyway, I didn't think he was that high either. I know, right? Like, That's that, like, I wouldn't have. Interesting, yeah, crazy. Okay. But anyway, if if Albert does decide to retire, incredible career, incredible mm-hmm. to watch, and always always gonna love him as a Cardinals fan. But uh, yeah. Yeah, That's it was interesting crazy, to man. see him get released as such a big name. That I guess a big name to not go out on his own terms. It's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's shout out um, my team real quick. A couple things on them. Tonight, today, Max Scherzer, 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 Scherzer. Mad Max. Mad Max, baby, he had his 100th game with 10-plus Ks in it, and he accomplished 10 Ks in after the fourth inning. Yeah. <laughs> bro wild <laughs> wild he's he's a monster yeah um but i gotta shout out the nationals and in a second the nl east because we suck and we lost that game <laughs> in, in extra innings yup yeah i mean we're, we're uh, gonna and, get we're gonna get to the standings don't worry we'll talk about i was it. well th- this is a lead into it i want to talk about the nl east real quick okay. uh a t as uh a division that a lot of people thought might be the hardest the toughest in baseball or one of the toughest they suck this year yeah <laughs> the nl east sucks this year what are I we mean, doing right now philly's boys play, philly's playing okay mm-hmm. and, but i mean the, the, but the mets the, the the Nats the the sentiment around the Nats and again this is early things can change it's true but the sentiment against the uh, around the Nats is like we're gonna have a comeback year like we just won two years ago yeah last year was kind of a dud a slump this yeah. year but it was also yeah, COVID we're gonna, year so whatever right so we're gonna come back this year and again we could turn things around um, but the like, Mets they just yeah probably not <laughs> but <laughs> the Mets just got Lindor and they have a great they had a great off season Dude, Lindor for has once not in their been life. playing well for them no. 
Lindor like that's the funny well. thing is they got Lindor, but Lindor has been absolute trash. But yeah. the Mets are like surprisingly good this year. They're number two, but they're not amazing. They're just not as yeah. They're not amazing, which a lot of people thought. And the Phillies are doing all right, like you said. It's just that that yeah, it just not has panned out as a lot of people were predicting for the NL East so true. far. True. So far. But yeah. Yeah. Very um, true. But I guess that leads us right into just talking about giving a like quick current update on the baseball standings um mm-hmm. things are starting to even out I, I love like the like very early beginnings of of baseball yeah. season because everyone freaks out in the first like 10 games because like the, of the way the standings look but it's like guys mm-hmm. they play 160 <laughs> plus games you've got to chill out it's a marathon not a sprint exactly like, it's, it's not football <laughs> yeah where the yeah. first eight games mean a lot <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's 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 just well, wild yeah, didn't the Dodgers go on a losing streak, but they still have, still, still have a are. great record? No, they still, no, they still are on a losing streak. They're but they're number they have three a good record now. Still? Like you, no, like you, you know how we talked about them, and I was like, right. oh, they're the best in the MLB, and they're like going crazy right now. Okay, right. they were like thirteen and two or whatever. They're seventeen mm-hmm. and sixteen now. Who? Yeah, or they weren't thirteen and two. It was something like that though. But yeah, but I mean they they're currently on a, a they're two and eight in their last ten. They're on a current four-game losing streak, like the stacked Dodgers. Now the mm-hmm. Padres and the Giants of all people are ahead of them. It's wild. Um, Cardinals are number one, NL Central. No big deal. They were number three, and I was getting a little nervous. <laughs> they... But like I said, I got to chill out because it's a marathon. <laughs> so they're doing really well. They're actually they are really hot right now. They're eight and two in their last ten. So that mm-hmm. that was really nice to see. That's the thing, man. Like a ten-game stretch and you go eight and two with this early in the season like you're right back at bumps you up right yep. right back there um yep. kind of cool was uh boston and a surprising dark horse the a's are they were the first to hit 20 wins on the season the a's within, have been like, hot this year they have and yeah. and they were the first to hit 20 wins within like minutes of each other because the games were like oh. the game the games were pretty close to ending i guess around the same time and so they are maybe within like an hour of each other or something like that. But it was really close where I think I want to say Boston hit it first. And then the A's very quickly were right there. Ray, so. Actually, Ray J hit it first. All right. So that's it for us this week, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be sure to subscribe. I don't know if I'll be back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are we doing here? I hate it here. Uh. I hate it so much. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long day. Anyways, it's the worst part is that it took me like a second to understand what you yeah, said. Like, what and so then I was like, now I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, and just lastly, to talk about who's number one. And in speaking this of division. Ray J, we're sponsored by Ray. Co- no. Oh gosh, I wish actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish. <laughs> but anyway, Chicago White Sox—they're number one in their division in the AL Central. So that's actually pretty interesting. But that is pretty interesting, especially because the Twins were killing it last year, and now they're second to last. Like in the division, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's have it for nice, baseball. You can't have nice things in Minnesota. <laughs> you just can't. Uh-uh. No, yeah, baseball. Uh-uh. Baseball's been interesting. I'm probably gonna start watching in like a couple months. Don't worry about it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you mean when playoffs happen? <laughs> exactly. When's October? <laughs> um, Is it cold yet? I want to watch the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll check in. Uh, Actually, it's Arizona. What uh, am I talking September. about? Never oh, there. oh, the Nats are out of the playoff race? Okay, I'm out. I'm out, I'm guys. out. Um, nah, man, it's cool. But, yeah, dude. Oh, real quick, real, real, real quick. NHL, they are also just about to start playoffs. Um, I think they have, like, 
one. I think tonight is the last night of regular season, actually. Sure. Um, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Dude, did you you saw the Rangers and Capitals, though. Did you see that? I didn't. But you know what I did see? The Krakens uh, were pouring their ice slab the other day. So, Dude. Oh, yeah. Like, official, it, this baby. happened like. Like two weeks ago, I think they were officially yeah. brought into the league or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they officially like made um, the last payment or something like that, so they could start yeah. like dealing with free agency and setting yep. up whatever. Stuff, so that's so. cool. Yeah, but no, so the the Capitals and Rangers they are getting into it. Uh, they played the other oh, night. Wait, Tom did they have Wilson? Were, were they the ones with like the all up brawl? Yeah, dude. Okay. Well, this is it's because Tom Wilson did a dirty hit uh-huh. on on a Rangers player, a pretty very dirty hit. He's known for it, bro. He gets he gets suspended all the time for this shit. But this time he didn't get suspended. He got fined, which a lot of people thought he should have got suspended, just especially because of his history. Yeah. Um, and the Rangers didn't take too kindly to that, so <laughs> they so they played. A so they nights segregated later. their bathrooms, which just happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back the way you came. No. <laughs> no, so they the they played the, the Caps and Rangers played again a couple nights later and the right as the puck hit the ice to start the game, three fights broke out <laughs> and just an all out brawl, okay? And then uh Chara, the Capitals defenseman, he's like six sick. He's like no, like you don't you don't mess with Chara, right? <laughs> he he started skating towards this one guy just kind of casually, but like, yeah. hey, like and then the ref actually started holding the guy back, the other <laughs> guy. He's like, you don't want to mess with this guy. Um but yeah, we immediately got penalty minutes. Uh, and then like Tom Wilson, because he's in the the second or third, I think the second um line, he w- <laughs> immediately when he got on the on the ice, he got into a fight. Obviously, they have to they have to and uh, and he got into it, but essentially the Capitals dressed eleven players, and by um, more than half of their players were in a penalty box in the first period. <laughs> more more than half. It was a party in there. That's awesome. Um, and then and then the Rangers after the game got fined for talking out against the uh, commissioner or the organization or whatever. Right. But right. they got fined for all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, bro, everybody's looking at this like, dude, the NHL is running this like a joke right now. That's so like, funny. It was crazy. It was, I mean, if you like hockey, if you like fights, man, that was, you got to look that one up. That was, that was pretty fun. Um, especially as a fan, but yeah. And playoffs are starting soon. I'm super excited. Whew, Speaking man, of fights, but, are you buying the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight or no? Oh my gosh, no! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm probably just gonna legally stream it. Which one we can legally stream it? I mean, I'm gonna watch, man. I watched the Ben Askren one. That was disappointing. Did you watch that one? I watched that one. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, dude. It was. Eh, I mean, this one. I mean, here's the thing. Next time, Jake is going to actually fight a pro boxer. That's the fun thing. Well, Logan's <laughs> fighting Floyd. I mean, well, I know. Jake Logan's is... fighting Floyd, but no, Jake set up a fight with, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? He he also like had a stint on Love Island. Um, is it, not, not Tyson Fury. That's like his brother or whatever. It's Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Oh, that's but right. But Tommy Fury is an actual professional boxer, right. which is the first time he'll fight an actual professional boxer. <laughs> Right, exactly. Because Askren was a professional fighter, but he was known more he was a as a UFC grappler. And a wrestler. He was yeah. a Nash. Yeah. He was a wrestler and a UFC guy. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like, um, and then Nate Robinson was <laughs> Nate Robinson. He's a basketball player. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to. 
I hate it because for those of you who don't know, they had a, a meeting, uh, not a meeting, uh, a fight. What is it called? Like uh, a press conference. A promotion. Yeah, yeah promotional yeah, yeah. press conference or whatever. And during one of the interviews, Jake Paul came over to Floyd Mayweather and he they were talking shit to each other. And then he, bro, is so childish. He literally grabbed his hat and started running away. I got your hat. And, and then, like, Floyd went off. And some people think it was staged. I don't think this one was staged. I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't think I this, don't think one this was, was, staged. was staged. And biggest, I don't know, part of it is because apparently one of Floyd's bodyguards got a clean shot at Jake Paul's yeah, eye. Jake got a black eye from yeah. it. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, it looked it looked pretty real to me. Um, at least that fight, that little scuffle. So, yeah. but it was so childish, bro. Bro, like they were at one point they got them separated finally, and then. Um, Oh, no, they were trying to separate the two guys. And, and like, Jake's team or whoever has Jake is literally pulling him away, trying to get him out of harm's way. Because if you saw Floyd Mayweather's body, bodyguards, I'm more scared of them than Floyd. Seriously, but, though. They're huge. Yeah, and, and so they're trying to pull him away. And he's still yelling at him. He's still – Jake is still uh, – I, I took your hat. I took your hat. Yeah. It's like, bro, can you just – I don't know. But my whole thing is this is so annoying because this is exactly what they wanted. Oh, yeah, this is totally. exactly what they wanted. Dude, this I mean, is a, they're, we're all lapping it up. We're all playing into their hand. Like, the, I mean, ah, let's be real. The Paul it. brothers are professional attention getters. That's all they are. Yes. And, and I they're hate damn them. good at it. And I they're hate damn them. good at it. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I'm just excited that they're fighting like real fighters because I just want to see them get the crap beaten yeah. out of them. Like, I understand that Jake has like four extra inches of reach on Floyd Mayweather. I'm sorry, but Jake or sorry, Logan. Logan, Logan. Paul is not going to knock out Floyd Mayweather. I, and he may get some shots in, but Floyd, I feel like especially after this is going to go extra hard. My problem with the Ben Askren fight is it looked like Ben didn't even really care that much. But Floyd is not going to put his perfect record on the line to a YouTuber. A, to a, to a YouTuber, to a if, YouTuber. He, if he's not going to try. Yeah. So this, yes, I think Especially this will if be Floyd, If Floyd was toying with Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. bro, yeah. I just I feel like this is going to end with Logan Paul knocked out. I hope so, at least. I don't know. Not, well, maybe, I mean, Floyd can knock out. He's not known for it, but he definitely can. It's true. Um, he's, one, he's more known for his defense. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, I hate it. I hate it that they're doing it. I know what they're doing. But I'm still buying it, you know. Not, I'm not literally gonna buy it. I'm gonna leave yeah. and stream it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm buying into the whole, and I'm just, I hate it. So, well, <laughs> well, let's officially end this, Connor, before we talk about Jake Paul for any longer. Oh, thank um, yeah. Well, as always, guys, thanks everybody for listening. It was great to be back this week. Super excited for all this, uh, all the playoff sports that are happening. Um, but everybody, actually, I'm. When we're talking about social um, social media, uh, we just made a TikTok for the two tight ends. Um, it's at two tight ends, like all our social media are. The two is the number two. Um, go follow us on there if you like the little clips and everything. We're trying to post more on there. Um, again, go follow Instagram, Facebook, and um, what's the other one? The YouTube and everything. Um, Twitter. All at at two tight ends. Um, Connor, where can they follow you? Uh, well, I think I brought this up before, but my account's private, so I realized I've been shouting that out. But I so never probably mind. won't accept random people. So go follow all the two tight ends yeah. social media. Be sure to follow us there, and we'll post more stuff. Yeah, 
And my account is not private. You can follow me at the Thrill Can Kill Five. That's the number five. Um, yeah, but Connor, what did we learn today? Well, Neil, if there's anything we've learned today, is that if there is a dead horse out there, we're gonna keep on beating it. Beat that drum, baby. Just like Michael Jackson. Uh, Beat it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, until next week. See ya.